Hello, good evening. Um, welcome back, Amila. Um, thank you so much if you listened to last week's episode. I really, really appreciate it. I got a lot of nice messages um, saying that I've got a calming voice. Didn't know that. I thought I had quite an happy voice, but here we are. Um, so this episode I'm actually really, really excited about. Um, but before I go into that, I just want to kind of talk about my past week. Um, I hope everybody listening to this has had a really nice week. Um, so, what did I do last week? I took my grandpa for breakfast on Monday to this little like art cafe that's like an art gallery and stuff and it was really, really good. Um, and then I had uni. And then I had uni on Tuesday and I had work on Wednesday and then I went and got my hair done. So I went a lot darker with my hair and I got a little like little bangs, like a little fringe. Um and then I tried to like cut a little bit of it myself. I'm really sorry if my hairdresser's listening to this, but I tried to <laughs> cut a little bit of it myself. Um I went okay, it's fine. But probably shouldn't have done that. Anyway, my move is fine. And then I got my nails done as well this week. Um I got like a burgundy colour with like um, the yin and yang symbol like on my ring finger yeah so goes quite nice I've got a little yin and yang ring as well from the En Route collection it's the Nina Florence stuff she's my favourite YouTuber if you've not watched her she's absolutely amazing um, yeah and then I've also got my brows done as well this is a kind of little little um, self care week last week um, because I've got my cousin's wedding next Saturday so I just thought I'll be organised for once in my life and I'll get everything done this week so I'm not stressed next week, you know what I mean yeah, so this weekend what did I get up to? Friday night um, I went to my friend Leah's house and a lot of my friends were there and we just chilled and had a catch up and it really grounded me again because we've all kind of got busy lives now, a lot of us have started uni, work full time, have like their own relationships, um, do family stuff so I've really started to realise like as you get older you have to, everybody's busy you know so it's just the time that you actually get as a group is really valuable to me um it's just lovely to just sit and catch up and kind of have a little therapy session and just have a laugh with your friends it's really really important to me so i'm really grateful for that um this week to have them um and then saturday yesterday what did i do um, oh, me and Cami went to St Andrews and we went for Nando's because we couldn't make our mind up what we wanted to do because we're probably the most indecisive people ever. Um, so we went to Nando's and had a little like look and boots. Well, I dragged them into boots basically. <laughs> um, I was just needing like some bits and bobs. And then we came home and we just chilled out. So it was, it was nice. It was just like quite a chill chill evening um, and we watched like Bora at night because just honestly that is you know how like in like most couples have like inside jokes with stuff well mine and Kami is literally quoting Bora or saying everything in a Bora voice it's actually we find it hilarious so yeah that's like our little inside jokes it's quite funny um, 
so I done that yesterday and then today I went with my mum and um, we took my little puppy Tassie to a puppy class which was cute and then I've just done some uni work for tomorrow and caught up with stuff and then I'm just recording this I'm kind of I don't know about anybody else but I have good intentions about working out and I'm fully energy at some point in the day and then I just like crash and I can't be bothered so I had the intention of doing a like proper sweaty workout today whether it's like a dance one like a Zumba one or like Chloe Ting something but I've just kind of fell out of the love with exercising just now but I'm going to try and do some yoga before my bed so I can like kind of wind down a bit and that counts my exercise and then I'm just recording this and then I've kind of ticked off all my to-do list today so Today's episode is basically going to be on my relationship with spirituality. So I've got quite a lot to talk about. Um, I know this isn't a topic for everyone, but if it's something that you're interested in or you would just like to listen about, then please keep listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so I'm just going to work my way through I've made a little list of stuff that I want to talk about um and I'll try and make it as flowing as possible but I don't really want to ramble I'm really trying to like calm myself down when I'm talking into this because I could get really rambly um I don't know if it's a nerve thing but anyway so yeah I'm gonna kind of just have a little chat about how my relationship with spirituality started to start with so I feel like I, throughout my life, will go back to me as a child. I've always been a very, very sensitive and emotional child. I was very hypersensitive to people, the environment that I was in. I didn't deal with change very well. Um, I needed to feel safe a lot. I was just very, very sensitive, and I still am, but as a child, I was emotional and sensitive. I am a cancer, so I think it's a little bit, a little part of my makeup. But yeah, I was just, I was just always a really sensitive child. Um, I always was quite content in my own company. Um, I always felt like, as I grew up and started to become conscious of things, I remember feeling quite different from people I felt more aware of things I felt more like I said just sensitive um compared to kids my age um I also felt like I kind of matured a lot better um, and I had this like old soul um I would get on better with adults than children my age and it was just me um I'm an only child so I've always been brought up with just my mum and dad um I always had friends growing up but I didn't live with any other children so I don't know if that maybe added to the maturity side of things I'm not very sure but growing up that's just kind of like a little backstory to what type of person I was and then when I started to find my little personality I've always been an anxious person um, and then I'd say round about the time where we moved house and my granny was ill and she has cancer um and then she passed away when i was around was i 16 or 17 16 or 17 um i'd say probably like a couple of years before that was when i felt a shift in myself 
Um, so age like 14 to 15, when all these changes were happening in my life, started happening in my life, I felt just this shift in my awareness and my consciousness. Like somebody had just opened up my brain. I mean, opened up my third eye, if you will. But it was just like this gradual shock to the system that I felt very different from everyone. I felt very deep compared to everyone. I felt very sensitive compared to everyone. I felt very... I felt like I had all this adrenaline in my body that was like anxiety, then the panic attacks started, then my metaphobia started and so forth. Then I felt depressed and just my mental health took its toll. But I feel like spirituality is often perceived a lot as this airy-fairy positive thing and it can be if you channel it in the right way and this is what I've learned. I think growing up as a 14, 15 year old girl, knowing that I was very spiritually aware and my consciousness was a lot stronger than those around me, including adults, um, it was very daunting to feel like that, it was very messy to feel like that and along with being spiritually awake, you nine times out of ten majority of people have mental health issues because you feel crazy <laughs> um, you feel crazy in a black and white world if that's the way that's kind of like a good way to visualize it so yeah my consciousness just kept growing and growing i would read people quicker i would want to find meaning in absolutely everything i started dressing how i wanted i started listening to the music that i wanted i just kind of burst out of this um, square that I was in um, and then throughout the anxiety and the depression it's changed because when I, I think about my life and think about the, the the mental health journey that I've went on and still going on there's silver linings in everything because I really grew as a person throughout that I really woke up to a lot of truths of life Um and I, I tried to like I, I've researched it a lot and I don't know if maybe the death of my granny sometimes a death can bring on a spiritual awakening because it's something very out of your control to happen you look at life different um, I'm not sure the exact point that it started for me I think it's just been a gradual process that's been installed in me so that's kind of like where it started okay um, and then I found a, a few people on YouTube I started researching things like why do I feel like this and then slowly I just started building up a bit of knowledge about spirituality and spiritual awakening um, and it all resonated with me and then this is where I found the Indigo Children concept now I've brought a couple of books on this um, and I feel like it's something that's not really spoken about a lot um, it's also known as like the star seed theory as well. Um, so the indigo children theory is basically, I think it's from like 1990 to early 2000s, um, psychologists and um, like spiritual researchers, if you will, um, spiritual coaches have 
put a lot of research and money into this concept. So it's that, yeah, from 1990 to the early 2000s, there's been a wave of children born that have a higher consciousness. They're here for a reason. Now, when you dive into this, it's actually really, really interesting. Um, I hope someone <laughs> listening to this um, can resonate with this within themselves or maybe their child is like this or a friend or just someone that they know. I really hope this resonates um, because I think it's a, it's a concept that needs to be spoken about. Not everybody will understand it or maybe not everybody will agree with it, but it definitely has gave me clarity on why I am the way that I am. So... I was born in 2000, so I'll come into that bracket of that. Um, so an indigo child is basically, like I said, it's a, it's a child that is born into the world to raise the vibration. Now, if you don't know what that means, everything is on a vibrational frequency. You, me, a plant, <laughs> um, the global like consciousness as a whole, civilization, everything's on a frequency. So you could take, for example, COVID just now. We are on quite a low vibrational frequency right now. There's fear, there's fear mongering, there's illness, there's death, there's anxiety. So we are all vibing on a lower frequency. So besides, take a COVID away, that was just an example, but these children have been born to create change create an impact on the world, to bring people back to the root of civilization, the root of human behavior, the root of love, compassion, peace. Um, Yeah, it's just these children have been brought into the world as a kind of shift in humanity. Um, If you've ever heard of the dawn of Aquarius, the age of Aquarius, we are shifting into that. Um, I'm going to speak a little bit about astrology but we're, we're basically we're shifting into that time right now so these children were born in this time for a specific reason because it's the age of Aquarius um, the age of Aquarius has also been categorised as um, the age of Aries if you think of Aries as an astrological sign it's fire it's fire, it's defence it's kind of as a more masculine energy sign so the age of Aries was when a lot of war happened in the world a lot of war happened in the world so as you go into the age of Aquarius the Aquarius sign has been seen as the kind of electric sign so it's when technologies came into the world it's when the global kind of consciousness is controlled by technology it's controlled by media so that's what the kind of dawn aquarius age aquarius means so these children were born in this time to keep the vibration steady to keep the peace to keep order in the world in a time where we're moving we're moving into a time that's controlled by technology that we're, we're coming away from our natural like human behavior um we're coming away from unity um, there's a lot of greed there's a lot of power grabbing in the world right now so 
coming away from that, <laughs> um, I'm really trying not to go on a tangent with this. So, Indigo Children, basically, the character, the character, what? Try that again. The characteristics of Indigo Children is children that are born that are very highly sensitive, very compassionate, whether that's with other people, whether that's with animals, highly sensitive and compassionate to other living things. They have this strong feeling of empathy. Um, They may cry a lot. (laughs) They may burst out in emotion a lot. They're just just an empath, basically. It's also a characteristic is having this desire to go against authority with things. They may be very introverted, but in a way... See, there's, there's, there's like a parallel with it. You can, they're either very introverted into themselves or they're very outspoken. And they'll either be silent leaders or powerful, kind of outspoken, out like an introvert. An introvert? Is that the right word? Introvert. Outrovert. I think that's the right word. Anyway, right? <laughs> They'll be a very outspoken kind of person. Go against authority. Want to question why is why is this in place for that reason? Why is this person telling me what to do? Whether that's teachers, whether that's parents, whether that's the government. Um, they've got this sense of fuck you, basically. I'll do what I want. I it's like this. These children have the sense of knowing in themselves that they are on a higher frequency than those around them. Other characteristics, physical characteristics, is they always have, I mean, you know the saying, your eyes are the window to the soul. So these children have very bright eyes. Now I resonated with this a lot because I've always been told throughout my life I've got very bright blue eyes. Also with the things I've just explained, I've been like that since a child. Another thing was problems with their ears. So they may have difficulty um, with pain in their ears. They may have, and this is due to, you you hear on a frequency as well. So you have to channel in messages that, if you you believe in this, spiritual beings um, always channel in messages, whether that's in their dreams, whether that's ringing in their ears, whether that's feeling in their ears. They sometimes have issues with their hearing and pain in their ears and I had grommets growing up I had to get an operation because I was getting constant ear infections my ear, my um, hearing became muffled um, so yeah that's, that's another part of it that's also a sign of clairvoyance as well being able to hear messages not that you've got voices in your head but this hearing that there's ringing it's almost like you get signs at certain times that your ears start ringing you know, the whole angel numbers, 1111, 444, whatever. So that's basically what indigo children are. Um, yeah, so that's going to bring me on to the kind of cons of spirituality as well. So I done the Thrive programme for my metaphobia and... Kat McNichol, who is my Thrive Consultant, who's a lovely, lovely woman, <laughs> um, she kind of made my head do a 360 in terms of spirituality. And it was actually a very positive experience for me because it made me look at things from the other side of the coin. I was so focused on 
awakening myself, um, mucking about with crystals, tarot cards, gut feelings, watching all these tarot reading videos and whatnot. And yes, that's good. These things are positive, they give you comfort. But being an anxious person and dealing with anxiety and depression, I found that a lot of my spiritual work that I was doing was actually detrimental to my anxiety because, and this is what she explained, we all have a locus for control, so we have this desire for control in our life. So when you believe that there's a higher power controlling your life, writing out your life, you almost feel as if things are happening to you and you're not in control of your life. Now, I experience ROCD, I experience, um, which is your relationship with OCD and regular OCD with things. So between my anxiety and my OCD, I have this desire, strong, strong desire for being in control of things in my life. So I'll do compulsions um, in order to feel in control and I'll constantly brood, worry, obsess over things to feel in control. So I realised that when I was learning about spirituality, I was handing this control over to a higher power. I was thinking that I was getting messages in from things, gut feelings about things, which is true, you have got an intuition, but I was almost applying everything to my life to the point that it made my anxiety and my OCD so much worse because I felt like every feeling that I got was real, every gut feeling that I got was set in stone, every tarot reading video that I watched was set in stone, every TikTok that I watched was set in stone, and it could be quite it is, it's detrimental to your mental health because then you feel like you're handing your control over to the universe in a way. So it's just another way to look at it. So I've kind of, I'm at the limbo now where I do believe in a lot of things and apply it to my life, but I also take a step back because I still feel like I am in control of my life. So that's just another little way to look at it. So tarot cards, um, I've not really got that much to say, I did do it for a little while, Um, I got a tarot reading last year and a lot of the stuff that, um, it was on Zoom so I didn't really think if it would work or not, I was a bit sceptical but a lot of the things that she said was I was going to meet someone and um, explain the characteristics and it's actually, she basically explained Kami before I met him so there was a lot of truth in that. Um, I also had a psychic reading. Um, from a woman a couple of years ago and she said I got messages through from a granny and the stuff that she came out with was so specific that nobody would have known so yes I believe that you can talk to the other to people that have passed through people that have passed through in this life um, I'm not going to go into detail with that because it's like personal to me so that brings me on to Reiki Um I have had Reiki done twice. So the first experience I had, if you don't know what Reiki is, it's energy healing. Um, so it's basically, go in, you go in and you lie down on a bed and you're fully clothed and the Reiki um, master puts their hands like kind of hovering above your body. So it's not like a massage, it's not like they're actually touching you. And they bring their hands down to all your energy points, all your chakras and they can read what's off balance, they could read emotion and they could read things that are going on in your health. It's amazing, I'm actually looking into learning how to do that myself when I'm in like a, a good place. Um, 
so uh, yeah the first experience I had um, was it was really good it was really relaxing um, at the end she told me that my sacral chakra was off that it could be something to do with like my reproductive system and I found out now that I have polycystic ovaries and she also said that I had a food intolerance and I've just found out now two years later <laughs> Um, that I've got a dairy intolerance so I don't know how they do it yet I, I do want to learn at some point but they, they it's something to do with your energy field and they could feel when something's off balance so that was my first experience my second experience was crazy <laughs> so it was this woman that does Reiki but she also does past life regression reading so she done the Reiki on me and then afterwards she said that my aura is indigo and now that I just spoke about the indigo children, indigo children have an, an indigo aura. So that was a goosebumpy moment when she told me that. Um, she also said that I have a green light in my heart for animals and nature. Um, and I'm very compassionate, I'm a very warm, kind person, which was lovely here. She also said that um, I'm going to graduate. She's seen me at graduation again. This was before I even got into uni, so that's crazy. She also said in my past life that I was a um, druid. So, you know, like the pagan druids and the summer solstice ceremonies and stuff. I was a part of that um, in my past life, which was really interesting. I also went with my boyfriend, Kami, and his one was crazy as well. So that was very interesting as well. Um, so I recommend getting Reiki done. It's, it's really, really good. Um, I've also been starting yoga and it was something that I'm like oh my god I'm too sticky I've never been able to do this but I started going to a class and it is so good you don't have to be like mega spiritual to do it it's really open and good for anyone I am not flexible so don't be embarrassed it's there's no judgment in a place like that it's really really good for breath work being someone that has had like really bad panic attacks and I struggle to breathe a lot I don't know why I just forget to breathe it really helps centre you you feel great after it so I recommend starting yoga as well meditation was one of these things that I tried but my brain was too busy that it wouldn't, it wouldn't shut up but now I've managed to doing my therapy for my OCD I've been doing hypnotherapy and I think doing that has kind of drifted me off and I can do I can meditate if I put my mind to it now. A good person that does really good meditation videos is Russell Brand. Is it Russell Brand? Russell Howard? No, he's a comedian. <laughs> Russell Brand. Um, yeah, his YouTube videos on meditation is really good. It's guided meditation. So I sometimes do that, especially in the mornings first thing. So yeah, that kind of brings me to the end of this. Um, podcast I th- hope you've enjoyed it it's just a little like backstory just to what type of person I am um, things that I'm interested in and my kind of journey with spirituality um, so if you've got any questions please feel free to message me on my Instagram um, yeah so on that note um, I shall go um, I'm absolutely knackered <laughs> I feel like I've been talking too much, I've got pure drift. So, yeah, I'll see you next week. Um, and I hope you have a lovely week. Okay, speak to you next Sunday. Bye.